All right, welcome to tonight's episode of Rightly Divide. Um, just as a reminder, like I did last Sunday, if you did not watch Epignosis with uh, John Feldhouse, really good. It was talking about the print. He, huh, not the episode itself. He was talking about the printing pr press. So um, give it a listen. And like I said last time, if you haven't listened to it, I would suggest that you listen to it first before listening to mine. But anyways... So tonight's episode is going to be focused on when Christians say, I cannot hold out. Now, when I posted it on the page on Verity Talk, you might have said, uh, what are you talking about? Some of you probably have already guessed, but it's talking about sex, the horizontal polka, 20 toes. So um, now I've heard a lot of Christians say this or something similar. I can't hold out or... Um, it's impossible to wait until you're married to have sex or like, uh, you know, when someone falls into that temptation or sin, they go, see, no one can be celibate. Um, that's unfortunate that I hear Christians say that because if they read the scriptures, they would know it is definitely possible. And um, there are Christians who have not had sex for marriage. Um, and just to clarify, so that, I mean, just to put it out there, having sex with someone outside of marriage, sex with the same sex, sex with animals, and at what a lot of people in the world like to call self-love or masturbation are all wrong. So I just want to clarify that it's all wrong. There's no, um, way it is right. It's all wrong. Anyways, so I want to point out to you two examples of people who are celibate before marriage. Now, the first example is the ultimate example, which is Jesus himself. Now, you might say, well, uh, you, can't give him as, uh, you can't give him as an example because he's Jesus Christ, Son of God, God in the flesh. Uh, but what Christians don't understand is that Jesus took on flesh. He became man, he became a man. He was fully God, but he was also fully man. They they really emphasize that he was fully God, but what Christians don't understand is that he was fully man as well. And what do I mean by that? Um, first of all, just regular stuff. He had to eat, he had to go to the bathroom, stuff like that, but what man has to go through. But one aspect I want to bring out to encourage you is Hebrews 4.15. It says, For we have not... And high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. So I really thought about that before um, talking about, or when I was studying for this tonight's episode. It says, in all points tempted. That means in every area it is possible to get tempted in, Jesus was tempted. So that has to mean that. There was temptation for falling into a sexual sin um, or fornication. We don't like to think Jesus as that way, but you have to understand that since he was fully man, and according to the scripture, he was tempted in every area, but without sin. Why is that an encouragement to us? If he was tempted in the sexual area or uh, for fornication, 
that means, and, and uh, he was without sin, that means it's possible to wait until you're married. Jesus never got married, but um, in that, in when he was in his ministry, 33 years, um, walking the earth. But he never, he was tempted, but didn't fall into it or was um, without sin. So that should be the encouragement for us. And then uh, in Genesis 39, Joseph himself, it says, this is slightly lengthy, but I'll read as fast as I can. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, lie with me. Now, just a little context. Joseph um, got sold by his brothers and now he's working for a master. But the master's wife started casting that lustful eye upon Joseph. But uh, Verse 8. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wanteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There's none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And it came to pass as she spake to Joseph day by day. So listen, Joseph is a perfect example of resisting. And not falling into it, which is this woman was offering herself to Joseph sexually and came day by day. Which is interesting. It wasn't, you know, you know, on the weekends, it was day by day. And it was hard because Joseph had to work for the master inside the house and the wife was in there. So he had to deal with that every day, but he still did not listen to her. But uh, Joseph, day by day, that he hearkened not unto her to lie by her or to be with her. And it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business, and there was none of the men of the house there within. This is going to lead to the next point I'm going to, um, for debunking this idea. But anyways, verse 12, and she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and got him out. So Joseph so I, I believe this was the ultimate temptation because no one was in there except her and him. This is the perfect opportunity for Joseph to take if he wanted to uh, give in to the temptation. But he had no choice but to literally run out of there. And so, so Joseph, again, this is another example of someone that can be celibate with, um, and not if you don't know what celibate is, it's not having sex, not having sex in general. But Christians are supposed to be celibate until marriage. But anyways, Joseph uh, is a perfect example of this. Because now, uh, unless I'm wrong, in the Gospels, it doesn't show any woman offering themselves to Jesus, herself. Any woman offering herself to Jesus. But there was temptation, according to Hebrews 4.15 for Jesus. But here, Genesis 39, Joseph literally had a woman throwing herself at him day by day. I don't know how long, you know, a month, two months. I don't know. It just says day by day. And he said, no, no. Which shows us an example. This was before the Holy Spirit, meaning uh, the Holy Spirit indwelling believers. Because in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon certain individuals. But as in the New Testament, uh, it teaches that when you get born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you. And then there's um, 
about getting baptized in the Holy Spirit, but that's a topic for another day. But Joseph, no, you know, not having the, the, the things that we have as believers today, being born again, Joseph wasn't born again yet. He was familiar with God and everything and the Holy Spirit was upon him, but, but here he resisted. So when Christians say, man, she just came at me. I don't know what happened. It's like, well, what happened was he gave in, but you don't have to, you don't have to because you have, you are in a better position than Joseph's, Joseph was. So you can totally, uh, hold out anyways. Okay. So the second topic I want to bring up is boundaries. Um, I think the reason a lot of Christians fall into this sin is because they don't have any boundaries or the boundaries that they think they have aren't really boundaries. Um, so here's something that uh, Christians say. If you hear my dog in the background, I have a dog named Winston. Apologize for that. But anyways, um, boundaries. Now, here's something I've heard adults say in my li- lifetime when I was growing up, and I hear people of my generation say, which is, I'm going to get, or firstly, this is what adults say to younger generation, get married later, you know, go to school, wait till you have everything settled. Or I hear that from um, my generation. I'll get married later. I'll wait till I have everything. I have the house. I have a car, everything. Okay. Now they have a girlfriend and they're, you know, dating for 10, 12 years. And uh, I might be judgmental, um, but I'm pretty sure they're doing something. And here's why. Um, 1 Corinthians 7, 7 through 9. It says, For I would that all men were even as myself, but every man hath his proper gift of God, one after this manner and, and another after that. I say therefore to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide even as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. So Paul keeps it real here. Like we like to think of the Bible as, um, you know, nice, uh, doesn't talk anything dirty. Not that what he just said was dirty, but what I'm trying to say is that Paul kept it real. Um, Paul was trying to say about himself that he was someone that could, that, that had the the gift to not marry or have desire to do, uh, sexual things. And he was trying to tell the Corinthians, I wish every man was like me. I wish women were like me that, that doesn't have to get married, doesn't have to involve himself with that area. But he kept it real. He said, but if they cannot contain, meaning they're dealing with sexual desire and the sexual drive, it says, let them marry. So this idea of, now you can be led by the spirit to, um, to do what God leads you to do. So I know I hit on people that are dating for 10 or 20 years, but that's another topic. But if God leads you to wait for, you know, till you're 20, 30, 40, if God leads you, that's totally fine. But there's people who have that idea of, you know, I'm going to date this individual and I'm going to wait till I graduate college. I'm going to wait for another few years to do this. I'm going to wait for another few years. I don't know about other people, but for me, 
I know that I wanted to get married. Let's just let's just keep it right there. <laughs> I I the desire was there. And when I um met my wife, uh I didn't waste any time. Some of you already might already know what I'm talking about. I didn't waste any time. I got to know her, I prayed about it, and God showed me that it was her. And as soon as I knew, I already made plans to um to ask her to marry me. Because the longer you're with someone, I'm just keeping it real. The longer you're dating the opposite sex, uh, the the longer you're with them, feelings start to develop. Love, sexual desire, it starts to get stronger. So, uh, and at that point, you need to make a decision. There, I uh, again, you got to be led by God. But if you know, or you're just messing around and you don't care. You got to make a decision. So if you're still, you know, you're still trying to get to know your, the person you're dating and you still need time, that's totally fine because there's a goal. But if you're just messing around for three or four years, no, no intentions to marry or figure out if they're the one for you or not, or if you already know they're the one, then you need to make a decision because the longer you let yourself burn sexually, and all that stuff, the longer you wait, you're making it more of a temptation for yourself to fall. Um, and so uh, I'll, I'll read that whole chapter, honestly, first Corinthians chapter seven, but I, I got to move quickly cause it's going to hit 15 minutes. But, uh, here's another thing. This is just, um, I'm not saying this is just practical advice. I'm not saying this is in one sense, biblical. Like I can't say, I'll show you what I mean. In First Corinthians fifteen thirty three, it says, "Be not deceived; evil communications corrupt good manners." Um, don't put yourself in situations where you're going to slip. So, like for example, one area is like don't if you're already being tempted, and the opposite sex says, "Hey, my parents are gone, and uh, I'm all alone here." That's literally a red flag. <laughs> that's literally a red flag. Come on. Um, and th- that's a situation where you're going to put yourself in and you're going to make it hard for yourself or fall. Um, so uh, Dina is an example. Genesis 34, 1 through 2, it says, And Dina, the daughter of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, prince of the country saw her he took her and lay with her and defiled her so dina was in a situation that she she put herself in an area she wasn't supposed to be it was the daughters of the land she was mixed herself with the crowd that she shouldn't have and when she did a man came and and um you know defiled her and had sex with her um I'm going to end it right there. I'm going to make this a two-part because there's some more information. I'll actually release it tomorrow. I'll put that on the page for Very Talk um, because there's another half I didn't get to, but I promised to keep it 15 minutes less. I already went over. So um, anyways, um, that'll be it for tonight. Put comments in the section uh, for the post that I posted earlier for Very Talk about this topic. Um, If you disagree, Give me some scriptures as to why you disagree. But anyways, God bless you, and I'll see you tomorrow night to finish.
Have a good night. God bless.